Greetings from Faith Vision Studios in downtown Texas. Welcome to God's Love Language, a podcast designed for Christian discipleship with emphasis on developing our relationship and fellowship with God. Now, here is our host, Joe Enlow. Thank you. Thank you very much. Greetings. Welcome back to God's Love Language with Joe Enlow, where God's love language is obedience to His commands and His plan for your life. I hope you had a good month, and I appreciate you taking the time to listen in on our podcast, because we know you have many choices for your listening pleasure. Here at God's Love Language, we combine the truth of God's Word with the psychological, biological, and neurological truths of God that have been discovered in each of those respective sciences. Today, we are beginning the last of the five basic relationships that God created. That was God and the sibling. We know that some of you only have one child, or you may be an only child. In cases like this, cousins and even close friends can play the role of a sibling. Either way, siblings have a profound influence on one's life and experiences. So we suggest you just sit back and listen to the podcast in its entirety, and then listen to it again while taking notes. Okay. For those of you who may not know me, I was raised in a blended family where I had an older sister, a half-sister. She was 12 years older than we were. Uh, Two older brothers, one half-brother, 11 years older, and we'll call him brother number one, and one biological older brother. He was about 20 months older than me, and we'll call him brother number two. And I have one younger brother. He's about three and a half years younger uh, than myself, and we'll call him brother number three. I am the father of seven boys, 18 grandchildren, and one great-grandchild. I have experienced the pros and cons of sibling interaction firsthand and watched it take place between my boys and now grandchildren. Needless to say, I am well-seasoned in this area, and I can assure you that healthy family functioning is vital to raising healthy children and then launching healthy families through your children. God's love is expressed most significantly through the unit we call a family. Remember what I have said in previous episodes. Love is not love unless it is given away. God split the Adam, or Adam, so that mankind could learn to give love away, to not be selfish, and then fill the earth with like-minded, God-centered humans. God's creations, both in the spiritual and with physical humans, are his expression of love. They are his expression of love. We wanted, or excuse me, he wanted to love and be loved in return, and that is his character, love. When we love through our creation, which is our family, we are more like God than almost any other time in our lives. We have learned in these episodes, 21 all the way up to today, 48, what it takes to accomplish God's purpose for the family. And it all started with God's first creation. God and the individual are the unsplit Adam. Children are interacting with all five creation stages or relationships, and consistency is vitally important for them. God's word and your obedience to it as the parent 
is what makes biblical principles relevant to biblically healthy family dynamics. Having a good understanding of God's purpose for the family is important and is the foundation for producing healthy family functioning that leads to godly families. What is the definition of a godly family? In the Bible, a godly family is characterized by a relationship with God that is centered on faith, obedience, love, and unity. It is a family that seeks to follow and honor God's commands while reflecting His character and values. Ultimately, a godly family is one that seeks to live according to God's principles, building their relationships on love, respect, and divine guidance. It is a family that strives to cultivate a strong foundation of faith and demonstrate God's love to one another and the world around them, all the while bringing glory to His name by what that family does and represents. Let's talk a little bit about the unity in the family. The introduction of a second child into a family will change the dynamics of that family, including the first child's behaviors and the way the parents must interact with each child and with both of them together. Things will be more complicated when the introduction of a sibling or siblings are introduced through a blended family. As I pointed out in the first two created relationships, which were God and the individual and then God and the couple, you better have a solid relationship and close fellowship and intimacy with God and your spouse if you want to be or to do the best you can raising a family. Many couples have wished for an operator's manual for their children. I know I've said it too. So they came with a book. The truth is the best thing you can do for your family in order to give them the best godlike experience being raised in a family is to become as much like Jesus as possible. You are the adult Christians or the adult Christian parents. And as you go, so will the family go. It's like the head, which as the head goes, so does the body. But as Christian parents, you're the head of the family, and as you go, so will your family go. If you have your fellowship intimacy with God and your spouse in high gear, well on the road to success, the greater the experience you will have raising a family. Parents, hopefully you have demonstrated open and honest communication among your family members. Jesus demonstrated this with his disciples, and hopefully you have demonstrated this with your spouse and the first child. You must have incorporated biblical principles for resolving conflicts and building unity within your family. Things like active listening, forgiveness, and empathy will foster healthy relationships. When that first and oldest child starts to interact with a new sibling, he or she would have seen and hopefully learned some good biblical demonstrations from their parents. Good or bad, your modeling of behaviors and interactions will be what the children use to interact with each other. Your teaching and modeling of moral and ethical principles from the Bible will be very crucial at this point. You know, one of the phrases uh, some of my boys have used, I've heard them use with their kids or to their wives uh, when talking to them, as something goes something like this. Uh, I or we were not raised like that. That's not how we did things when I was a kid, that, that type of thing. This is significant in that they will remember what they are taught and how they were treated by other family members and how mom and dad stayed consistent. 
I will guarantee you that children will remember how you treat them and their siblings and whether you were hypocritical in what you said or did. The point is good family values will be proudly preserved by your children and contribute to their collective well-being. All right, talk a little bit about sibling interaction. As Christians, siblings have the potential to significantly impact each other's lives and various aspects. Of course, these behaviors must be grounded in the family structure. If children are raised in a loving Christian environment, then they will be conditioned to behave like this. It takes consistency and intentionality to raise children that exemplify Christian moral values and behaviors. Here are six ways siblings can influence one another. Number one, emotional support. Siblings can provide emotional support, comfort, and encouragement during challenging times. They can listen, empathize, and offer a safe space for sharing feelings and experiences. Through their support, siblings can help each other navigate emotional hurdles and find strength in their faith. Since my brother number one was so much older than me and and my two full biological brothers, he was not living with us through most of our upbringing. That means my brother number two was the oldest and seemed to have the most friction with our father. We were a God-fearing family, but neither of my parents attended church or talked much about God or Jesus. In fact, my dad was an alcoholic, as were my uncles on my mother's side. We were not raised with biblical principles. I saw firsthand the arguments my father had with brother number two. Some were vicious, but never physical. My brother and I would talk about some of the reasons this happened, and we provided a verbal outlet for each other. We also talked about other things like girls and dating and going to dances and stuff like that. It was good having someone to run things by. Number two, spiritual influence. Siblings can play a significant role in each other's spiritual journey. They can share their beliefs, engage in discussions about faith, and inspire one another to grow and their relationship with God. Siblings can pray together, participate in religious activities, and provide a sense of accountability and encouragement in living out their faith. When I was in my early teens, my oldest brother, number one, wanted to become a preacher. He was 11 years older than me, and I had always respected him. He was the one who prayed with me and took me to revivals where I eventually gave my life to the Lord. He did the same with my brother, number two. His care and concern for me influenced me to become like him. Even though I had some difficult moments growing up, I followed the Lord today as a direct result of his influence on my young life. Today, he and I still talk about the Lord together. Number three, moral development. Siblings can shape one another's moral compass. They can model integrity, kindness, forgiveness, and other Christian virtues. Siblings can challenge each other to live according to God's principles and help one another make morally upright choices. We brothers, or my brothers and I, had to rely mostly on each other for spiritual guidance while growing up. Brother number two took me to church, or to a church that met in a home that gave me my first taste of a non-denominational Christian church. My seven boys had different views and personalities and each sought his own way of believing. I saw my oldest son influence the others, but I also saw the younger ones stand against him when they thought he was doing wrong. Number four, character formation. Siblings often spend a significant amount of time together. 
which allows them to influence each other's character development. They can teach important life lessons, encourage positive behaviors, and foster qualities such as patience, empathy, humility, and selflessness. Siblings also have the opportunity to hold each other accountable and provide constructive feedback to facilitate personal growth. You know, when you read this one, you normally think of the oldest child teaching their younger siblings these qualities. But the truth is, sometimes the oldest is the most rebellious and troublesome of all siblings. That was the case of my sister. I don't recall a time that she lived with us, but I know she was adventurous and caused my parents plenty of stressful moments. That is why it's so important for parents to mature enough to end their relationship with God and each other before having children of their own. If younger siblings can provide enough influence on the older, they can help influence the behavior and the thoughts of the older. This especially is seen when there are blended families and the siblings are relatively close in age. The bigger the age gap, like with my sister, the less influence the younger will have on the older siblings. But one of the things I remember learning from my older brother, number two, was that was what worked with difficult interactions with our parents. I would see the way he either was successful or unsuccessful with negotiating his needs and then adapt my style accordingly. Also, after we became young Christians, I would watch my brother's behavior and try to learn and study like he did. Number five, companionship and fellowship. Siblings can be companions and friends for life. They can share joys, adventures, and sorrows together. In their fellowship, siblings can create lasting memories, offer a sense of belonging, and provide an environment of love, acceptance, and support. I am happy to report that my brothers and I remain close to this day. Not as close as some, but we keep in touch and meet on occasion. There would be more interaction, but I live in a different city than they do. My sister was like a second mother to me. She took us Many places after she married and after her husband died, I took her in to my home to take care of her until she too passed. Some of my best memories involve her. My boys have grown up and still enjoy each other's company. They, they enjoy telling stories about their youthful experiences with one another. They have stories they share that I still didn't know about. They still compare themselves with one another in love and success or failure as when they were younger. Okay, the last one, number six, influence on future relationships. Sibling relationships can affect how individuals approach romantic or other interpersonal relationships. Positive sibling relationships built on respect, love, and healthy communication can serve as a foundation for future relationships. Conversely, negative sibling relationships may require healing and could potentially impact future relationships as well. As with all relationships they have, your child's interactions with others and how they interpret those interactions will have a lasting effect on them. But the truth is that the interaction they have with you, their siblings and close cousins will determine the level of success they will have with all future relationships. This is one of the reasons why God created the family, to prepare us for the rest of our lives. Our first significant interactions are with our parents and then with siblings. We learn how to argue and sometimes fight with our siblings, deal with difficult personalities, forgiveness, negotiating, making truces, making agreements, humbleness, deal with selfishness, and learn selflessness with our siblings and parents. 
These interactions set the stage for success or failure in all future encounters and relationships with others. In summary, siblings can significantly impact each other's lives as Christians by providing emotional support, exerting spiritual influence, shaping moral development, facilitating character formation, offering companionship and fellowship, and influencing future relationships. Recognizing and nurturing positive sibling dynamics can create an environment for mutual growth in faith and encourage Christ-like attitudes and behaviors. Okay, thank you for joining us this time. I pray that God blesses your family and that all of you become as much like Jesus as humanly possible. Remember, at this time, we release a new episode the first Tuesday of every month. Until next time, God bless.